Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Nikki Rausch. Nikki, you are the founder and CEO of SalesMaven. You're found on the web at YourSalesMaven.com. Nikki, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So I suspect that your sales or sales maven has something to do with sales. It does. I'll let you give us the overview. <laughs> yes. So I really specialize in the conversation of sales. I teach a five-step approach to the sales conversation. I call it the selling staircase. I wrote a book about it. And the idea behind it is to teach entrepreneurs, business owners, just the structure of a conversation so that not so you're having to read a script, but instead you're able to have real conversation, know where you are in the conversation and what to do next to move a prospect to the next step in the sales process. Wow. Okay. So I would imagine it sounds like, I mean, there is some sort of framework here, right? Yes. Yes, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, okay. All right. Help us lay out this framework. Okay. So the framework is, I call it the selling staircase. There's five steps to it. Step one is the introduction. And the idea behind that is making a powerful first impression. And there's things you can do, you know, trainings and all of that that goes around. How do you show up credible, authentic, and mm ready for that conversation. Step two is to create curiosity. Do you know how to create curiosity when you're talking about your business, when you're in conversation with somebody? And if you don't, you're missing the opportunity to, to find out, am I talking to an ideal client? Do I have something that's going to interest this person? Or is this just a casual conversation? So step two, create, create curiosity. Step three is the discovery. That's when we're kind of digging in. The person has indicated in some way they're interested in something about what it is that you offer. So this is where you're asking questions. You're finding out what's the problem, what's the need, what's the want, and leading them down the path to identify themselves I might be a client for this person. They have something that I'm interested in that I would benefit from in some way. And then once you get through that discovery, you move to step four in the conversation, which is when you're laying out a proposal. And that could be a formal former, hold on, that's a formal <laughs> proposal sometimes, mm -hmm. or sometimes it's just in the conversation of saying to somebody, you know, based on what you've shared, I do see some ways we might work together. Would you be interested in hearing about that? And they're like, yes, tell me. Now you lay out your recommendation for them, and then you move to step five, which is the close. This, by the way, is the second most missed step because oftentimes mm. people lay out their proposal, lay out a way for somebody to work for that, work with them, but then they forget to say something as simple as, is that something you'd like to move forward on? Yeah. So that's the five steps. Why don't we do that? because nobody's ever taught them how to do it. Most people try to go right in from, Hey, I just met you. Do you want to buy from me? Yo, and they skip no, all the stop. Steps. Don't do that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they skip all these steps. And by skipping steps, you oftentimes will either confuse or irritate the person mm. you're in conversation with. Cause they're like, I don't know you. 
how are you coming at me? You don't know anything about me. How could you possibly sell me something that I might need or want? So it's super important that in that conversation that you're taking it step by step by step. The only exception to skipping steps in the conversation is if somebody shows up and says, Hey, Josh, I've been listening to you. I want to work with you. How do I make that happen? The client or prospect, they get to skip steps. You don't have to say like, Hey, slow down, buddy. We got to go back to step one. You Mm -hmm. say, great. Here's how, here's, here's how you can work with me. Is that something you'd like to get signed up for? Right. So you can go right to step four, possibly maybe step three and four and then five. Yeah. Um, you know, so you're in Boise, Idaho. There's a, um, so there's a certain guru and kind of a culture, uh, you know, talking about, um, this man, just kind of going for the jugular kind of, ah, it's just numbers. You just got to work the numbers and it's, you know, just very automation, you know, just body kind of, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, I just think it's miserable. Uh, and I think that, you know, marketers and sales folks like that um, have done so much harm to the marketplace. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, for those of us who, you know, who believe in relationships, that we lead with, you know, ethics and whatever, it is kind of ruined, you know, some ways of engaging. Um, and, and, and that's a ruin in that. Folks, I think today, and again, I'm coming at it from, you know, an understanding and studying consumer behavior, mm-hmm. we're a little bit more on edge today. We're, we're, we're much more guarded today. We don't want to be sold at or sold to. And, and, and I think that's good because I think that most profession, sales professionals have responded uh, in, in a positive way. I think about, you know, the last few car buying experiences I've had. They don't do the old Tom Hopkins fake closing to, you know, the, Mm -hmm. just a lot of that stuff. Like it's, it's more authentic and it's more, Hey, let me just make sure that, you know, as the customer, as a consumer, like it's, we're going to make this a pot. You know, I I want this to be awesome for you. You tell me what you want to do and and I'll, I will be your guide. What's, what's your experience? Yeah. I think the big mistake that people make when they think about sales and maybe with some of the training that's out there and some of the, you know, gurus that are, you know, touting, like, this is how you, this is how you go out and hunt big game. And you know, like all that stuff that makes me Mm. like shiver. (laughs) Uh, But the, the idea, I think the old style of selling is that people think sales is something that you do to somebody, Uh but actually sales is something you do with somebody. And when you start showing up with this idea of this is with, this is a conversation. You're a person. You're not a dollar sign. You're not a wallet to me. You're a real person. I'm a real person. Let's have a real conversation. See if it makes sense for us to work together. And if not, I'm going to bless and release. I'm not going to, my job is not to convince you. My job is not to, you know, change your mind. Cause frankly, in this day and age, We're so sick of people talking at us and trying to change our mind and tell us how wrong we are. You know, as consumers, we just shut down from that and we dig a line in the sand and we're like, I'm not going to cross this line. I will die on the other side of this line before I'll buy from you. Mm. And so that approach, I think, is just we're, we're sick of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, well, great. So how do we what are some things that we can do? to create an environment where sales is the natural outcome? Well, the most important thing you can do is learn how to ask permission. So if you don't have permission to sell to, to sell to somebody, you shouldn't be selling, 
So for instance, a way to ask permission is to say to somebody, you know, you're somebody I would love to work with. Is there ever an opportunity that you'd be open to having a conversation with me? Versus showing up going like, you should buy my stuff and here's why, and this is how I can help you. And they're like, I don't know you from anybody else and you don't even have my permission. So permission is going to be the first thing I'm going to say. And then the second thing I'm going to say is the way you have real conversation is you ask questions and you let people answer. And then Mm -hmm. you let them, you know, ask you a question and then you answer salespeople. A lot of times are like, you know, somebody asks them a question and they're like, we'll get to that. Like, no, the consumer, the, the client here just asked you a direct question, give them a direct answer. That's how you have a real conversation with people. You don't say to them like, Hey, we're not going to talk about price until I've convinced you that you got to buy from me. Like, no. No, we're not going to play that game. Yeah, because, and I think that is, you know, from a, from a buyer's perspective, I mean, that's where I feel icky is like, mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like a normal conversation. Something's no. wrong here. I feel like I'm in, you know, someone's got an agenda here and I don't yes. like it. So I'm instantly going to recoil. Yeah, you get your guard up and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't feel safe. You know, one of the things that the foundation of everything I teach is built on rapport. Mm. And you, if you don't have rapport with somebody, you haven't created safety with that person. And we know that human nature, when somebody doesn't feel safe, there's the there's the flight, fight, or freeze response, yeah. right? And so if you're invoking that in somebody, you know, fight, they're going to be argumentative flight. They're going to ignore you freeze. They're going to feel overwhelmed by you. So your job is to create safety. And when you can create safety, what happens is people will be more revealing about what's important to them, how to earn their business. They'll be more open to hearing your message and you being able to deliver a possible solution. So Rapport and safety are crucial to your success in a conversation. Yeah. You know, just even something as simple as, you know, they'll say someone connects with me on Facebook or something. Cool. Um, And then immediately they send me a DM and they ask if I want to join their Facebook group. And I'm like, I, you know, that's weird. (laughs) They're skipping steps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just like, first off, I don't even know who you are. I have no frame of reference. Um, yep. You know, and, and you know, I, I, I maybe I have a low bar for accepting friend requests on Facebook, but generally <laughs> I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, they seem like, you know, business owner or whatever. And, you know, yeah. kind of looked at what they share. All right, they share some all right stuff. Cool. Um, I'll tell you, uh, one, one, when I get friend requests and then I look at the profile and it's just like, I am the chatbot queen or king or something like that. And, you know, I sell through AI or so I'm like, no way. <laughs> no I haven't way. burned. <laughs> That's instantly tells me, oh no, I'm not going to engage with you. Cause it was probably a bot that reached out to me anyway. Yeah. Like it's, it's such a non-starter. And, and look, I'm not unique. I'm like everybody, everybody's on edge. Everybody mm-hmm. just doesn't want to engage with someone that's skipping steps. Exactly. So Yeah. So if I engage with some, you know, let's say I connect with someone on Facebook for me, the next step would be, you know, Hey, are we organically going to, you know, engage, you know, just generally on social DMS right out of the gate. I'm like, I don't, I don't really want to talk with you privately yet, Uh, you know, but that's just, that's me. Uh, Maybe some people love chatting with strangers. I don't, uh, Mm. but I love to get, I don't mind getting to know people generally, but yeah. So, you know, but, but even 
um, just a simple ask. I don't know. Just I, I, I'm just kind of laying out the, you know, the formula for engaging with me is like, let me get a little bit more comfortable with you. Then, you know, uh, maybe we could move to DM, but, you know, we, we've got to warm up that relationship first. And most marketers don't have the patience for that. And so no. therefore, most marketers are just, in my opinion, selling to people that maybe aren't, I don't know that I, I see a lot of maybe sales happening uh, toward folks that don't have a lot going on. I'm super busy. I yeah. have a lot of budget to spend on good stuff, yeah. but you know, to work with me, I, we have to build a relationship first. Yeah. It's that like the difference is that that shotgun approach to sales. Like I'm going to hit as many people as I can possibly hit. Yep. And, and then I'm going to see what, you know, what comes back. But frankly, yeah that oftentimes is such a huge time suck and waste. And if you're not, you'd be better off, frankly, building relationship with people, finding out like what's important to them, engaging with them in some way, especially on social, right? Like how about if you go check out what are you posting and comment on it? Now, when they send you a DM, you might go like, hey, I recognize you. I know That's who it. you are. You've been you've been engaging with me. If you're yeah. not going to even willing, if you're not even willing to put forth that amount of effort, which frankly isn't much effort, yeah. Why? Why yeah. would you give that person your time when your time is so valuable? Because a guru told them to. So yeah. it's not your fault. You know, if no, you've been doing that fault. bad activity, you, you listen. We're going to let you off the hook a little bit. It's not yeah. your fault. You were you were just misled. You yeah, read, you read some off. bad advice, someone, and, and here's the thing, Nikki, I see this a lot and it just, it, it burns me because this tactic is, I, I know it well. Um, I'm very intimately involved or intimately knowledgeable about this approach. Oftentimes some gurus, particularly those who really pride themselves on their, you know, kind of their community and they have just a ton of products to sell to their community. They will intentionally give you bad advice that does not work. So you can come back to the tribe where you're welcomed and you feel safe. So in other words, you're given intentional bad advice. So you'll fail, get beat up, and then you get love bombed back in the community, buy more stuff. That stuff doesn't work. And, you know, some people will at the top. I'm, I'm probably being a little cynical, <laughs> but my background yeah. is that of kind of a consumer expert and consumer advocate. So yeah. when I see bad practices out there, <laughs> I know it makes my heart hurt, actually. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, if uh, if you're not showing up, I think most entrepreneurs at least the people I, I attract, the people I work with, the people yeah. who listen to my podcast, you know, they, they understand that th- most of them are showing up from a place of having a servant's heart yes. and wanting to make an impact in the people that they interact with and wanting to do a really good job, but really just not understanding how to have that sales conversation, how to feel confident, how to know what to say next or understand where are we right now and what should I do or say next to make it easy for this person to make a decision, not to convince them, but to put a decision in front of them. Because the fact of the matter is brains are lazy. Most people won't decide to hire you until you actually ask them for their business, but you can't go right to the ask because Mm. then their brain's confused. It doesn't understand. Like, why are you asking me for my business? You don't even know what's important to me yet. So super, super important to build that relationship, get comfortable and confident. And how do you move somebody through that process? And, And really when I say move them, I mean, guide them. Like you're not, 
this is not like, Hey, I'm in charge. You better buy from me. It's like, Hey, I'm here to guide you if you're open to it. And if not, I'm just so happy we met, you know, that's good enough. Nikki, what is the reality about follow-up? Like how much follow-up is normal? Like, let's say I'm just, I'm an agency owner. I sell a service, you know, it's $12,000 or something like that. Like generally what, what's the flow there? Um, you know, if someone says, huh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'm like, great. You know, I'll put together, you know, an agreement or whatever, and here's how you enroll or whatever. Um, and then they don't, right? It, it, like, is that normal? And if so, what does it take to kind of get that business sold? Well, here's what I will say is I think a step was possibly missed in the way that you just kind of laid that out for me. Mm. So if I put a proposal in front of somebody, I'm not going to just send them a proposal. I'm going to say, let's talk about, you know, here's the proposal. Let's schedule a circle back call to review it. Okay. That's yeah. if there's a former proposal, former I cannot say that word today for some reason, <laughs> formal proposal. But yeah. even if it's just a live conversation with somebody and I put a an offer in front of them, like, here's the program, it's $12,000. Is this something you'd like to work you know, to, to do together? And they go, uh, let me think about it for a while. I'm right. not going to say, oh, okay, I'll follow up with you next week. I'm going to say, mm. oh, okay, how much time do you think you'll need? Let's schedule a circle back call now on our calendars. That way I can answer any additional questions that came to mind for you. And mm. we can talk about next steps for working together. And then I get a time scheduled on their calendar. So one of the things that I teach is don't chase clients. You shouldn't have to chase them. And by having something on their calendar and scheduled, most of us live and breathe our calendars. I, I, I suspect you might. You're a busy guy. I'm busy. I live and breathe my calendar. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist in my yeah, world. If right. you're not on a prospect's calendar, you probably don't exist in their world. Your offer doesn't stick, like it doesn't stand like front of mind for them. But when you are on their calendar and they see, like, oh my gosh, Josh and I have a call in five minutes. I didn't even look at that proposal he sent me. I'm going to go look at it really quick. Yeah. Then I'm going to have some questions for him when we get on it. And then I can make a decision, yes or no. So with follow-up, my long answer to your question is I'll stay in it as long as they'll stay in it with me. But if I followed up, frankly, you know, we had a call scheduled, they missed it. I'm going to check in, make sure they're okay ask if they'd like to reschedule. And if I don't hear anything back, I'm probably going to send what I call a closing the loop message, which is like, Hey, Josh, it was so great to talk to you. Just wondering, have you made a decision one way or the other about us working together? Would you please let me know? And, and if you're not ready to work together, please know you're welcome to reach out to me at any point when you're ready. And now I bless and release and I move on to the next person who wants to engage with me. Wow. That's really good. I, I feel like there's a lot of people this past few minutes here have been doing a lot of rewinding and, oh, let me write that down. That was really, I hope so. Really great. I hope it's useful. Yeah. yeah. No, that that's a lot better than, than obviously you don't want to appear desperate. You know, it's important, no. I think, to show up in their life in a positive way. But I, mm -hmm. one, that's one thing I've noticed is that, um, you know, if you, it, it, I, I, every call you kind of want to have the next call booked. If yes. you don't, it just got infinitely harder. <laughs> so <laughs> much say. harder. Yeah. Because all you're really doing then is adding to somebody's to-do list, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I got to think about working with Josh and yes. yeah, I got to get back in touch with him. Well, here's the thing is most of us die with our to-do list undone. And it's just like in your email, like how, so, I don't know how you manage your email, Josh. So this might not be true for you, but a lot of us, you know, once something gets pushed below the fold, like we can no longer see it on our email, like 
you know, it's no longer front of mind. When you're adding to a client's to-do list, you just keep getting pushed down because they're making decisions every single day about things that are priority, that are right in front of their face. It's like, what's the urgent issue today? That's what I'm dealing with. And if you're not an urgent issue, if you're just sitting on their to-do list, you're probably never going to make it to the top. Yeah. All right. So Nikki, when folks go to your website, yoursalesmaven.com, actually, I think we put together, you put a special link. If you go to yoursalesmaven.com slash thoughtful, you've got an ebook here. And what's in this ebook? It's called Closing the Sale, right? Yep. So it's all about how to boost your confidence in that sales conversation. And I really kind of talk through and break down step three, four, and five of that sales conversation. So what's happening in the discovery? How do you move them to the proposal? What happens in the close? So that's what that book's about. And I would love to give that to your audience. Yeah, that's great. Go get that. It's free. It's again, closing the sale. I suspect a lot of what we've been talking about you include in that, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, there's. I mean, there's quite a bit in there. You're going to recognize. You're like, oh, I heard Nikki say that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I'm downloading that right now myself, Nikki, because okay, uh, yeah, there was some really good tips. Listen, here's the thing, right? It's like, even as a sales professional, which I consider myself to be, like I hear things said different ways. I'm like, you know what? That is way more effective than the way I'm saying it. And I like that. Like I would respond well to that. Like that would be appropriate for me. Sometimes I think we're fearful maybe of asking for that thing because maybe rejection, Mm -hmm. we might feel like it's a bit too audacious. Um, But if it's done in a loving, friendly way, I don't, I mean, the worst thing I think in my experience, someone will say is like, well, no, I'm not really ready for that. But I tell you what, Josh, you know, let's do it this way or what. Okay. That's okay. Most people are going to be, how dare you, sir? You know, they're not going to do that. So uh, (laughs) that's just the reality. But I think that's our fear, right? Is we're like, you know, but yeah. And and anything you said was just completely reasonable to do. Nikki Roush, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for being a guest. Yoursalesmaven.com slash thoughtful and grab Nikki's free ebook called Closing the Sale. And Nikki, you're also a podcaster as well. And the name of your podcast is uh, the Sales Maven Podcast. (laughs) Yeah, Sales Maven, super easy. All right, awesome. Nikki, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? 
please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.